Hello everyone, I'm Mandy Muchnik and you are watching Difference Makers Discuss. It's so exciting to see how many people have joined us today. We have over 1,700 people from 50 countries watching live. This is the first episode in a brand new series by Chartered Accountants Worldwide. During the series, we'll be taking a look at the most pressing issues facing our profession and the business and finance community at large. From diversity and inclusion to mental health, from business to digital disruption and the climate emergency, we'll be taking an unflinching look at what is impacting our industry and most importantly, how we can work together to make it better. In order to help us navigate these topics, We'll be pulling in leaders from our profession who are making a significant impact in their communities, their businesses, and the world at large. This is who we call our difference makers. In this episode, we'll be unpacking the value of diversity. We all know that discrimination comes in many forms, and being treated unfairly at work due to either age, gender, sexual orientation, race, religion, or any other difference is grossly unfair and needs to be addressed. We'll be speaking to both those type of leaders who have fought discrimination and stood up for inclusion. They'll be sharing some of their personal and professional experiences, and hopefully you will walk away with a few practical tips today on how you can start making a difference. So without any further delay, I'm very excited to bring on our first guest today, Vincent Ungale. Vincent is a chartered accountant and the assistant manager at Grant Thornton UK in the strategic leadership team. He's also the co-founder of the Open Private School, which is an initiative that seeks to take disadvantaged students and give them exposure to world-leading experts in industry, as well as opportunities to have one-on-one mentorship possibilities. So Vincent, welcome to the show. I'm going to get you to kick us off today really on something that I read that you said and I found really profound and has stuck with me. And that is that disadvantage starts through a lack of finance, but it survives through a lack of exposure. So I think if you could start off by unpacking what that means and what the Open Private School have been doing to really tackle this issue, that'll be great. I'm happy to. And thank you, Mandy, for introducing me. And thank you to everyone um, watching. I suppose what I meant from that statement is that being from an underrepresented background is often seen as a barrier in the UK, but I see it as more of an exacerbator to the one true barrier in existence, which is that the biggest determinant for who you are going to be is how rich your parents are. And in the UK, private school pupils earn 35% more than state-educated peers by the age of 25. And that isn't surprising when we consider that the people of influence, those who hold the top jobs across media, the judiciary, politics, finance, or pretty much any professional service that that you look at, they're five times more likely to have been to private school than the general population. And I feel that that lack of diversity is suboptimal economically and it's morally undesirable. But why does it actually happen? We, we all know that private educated students are typically more likely to be from wealthier backgrounds, but it isn't simply just the fact that they have more money that produces better outcomes. For example, the statistics will tell us that someone from a low socioeconomic background who goes to Eton, perhaps on a scholarship, but achieves standard grades, is still more likely to become a person of influence than someone who achieves top grades or went to a poorly performing state school. And that is because of the difference in environment that wealth allows one to be exposed to at these schools. 
from a really young age, privately educated students have access to informed career departments that help them make informed decisions about subjects and career paths. And this increases the likelihood of the right decisions being made at the critical stages in your career development. If, they, if any help is ever needed, it is more likely that they will have exposure to professionals in their areas of interest who can help to provide them with assistance. And these things, again, make a massive difference when it comes to applying for those first internships and getting that work experience that makes the difference when applying for your first and chosen job in the future. And even if a state educated student does manage to overcome these hurdles, then when you get your first job, you're still less likely to feel comfortable in that environment because you've never been there before. You're less likely to have grown up with access to senior professionals. So it all feels new and new can be intimidating. And when you're in that kind of environment where you feel intimidated, where you feel like things are new and you feel like you're adapting yourself to fit your environment rather than the opposite, then it's tough to display that confidence that only truly comes with familiarity. And that means it's difficult to hit the ground running and first impressions count for so much in the professional world. I still remember that when I had started my first job as, as an auditor and I sat down and I met a partner for the first time, I couldn't stop calling him sir, just because that, that's, what I, that's what I was used to. So, so that fundamentally is why I believe that disadvantage begins with a lack of finance, but it survives through a lack of exposure to resources and opportunities and to networks. So at the Open Primary School, we want to expose our students to the right opportunities, believing that if we give them the right resources and the right information and the right level of support, that they can be just as good as anybody else. Wow, that's truly amazing. And, and I think really important perspective. I think it's a lesson I learned in my own career as well, you know, starting my career out in, in a prestigious bank. And you sit there and you think, well, everyone's here, so everyone's equal now. But as you get to know people, you realize what some people have had to go through before they walk through the door, you know, to start their day at work. Um, and I think that was really an important kind of perspective for me um, and for other people to keep in mind as well. But it will be really interesting to hear, I guess, what got you into this line of work, what motivated you and what traction have you seen with the Open Private School? I think that I think what motivated me was truly my own personal experience. So for full disclosure, I'm, I'm an accountant, but the way I became an accountant is that I studied uh, undergrad and then I went to study a master's. And by the time I was leaving, I still had no real idea of what I wanted to do, no one that I could kind of speak to. And I felt that I was going into the rest of my life blind. And I remember I, I, I effectively Googled what is the average salary in the UK? And then I said, okay, you've got a master's. So I added 10%. And then I Googled, what are lucrative careers? And I think one of the first things I came up was CEO. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to be that. And then after 10 minutes of looking, I realized you can't just, just be that. So then I started looking at the CEOs and what they have in common. And I found that 25% of board executives in the FTSE 100 were accountants. So then I literally filtered by the wage I pulled out and I filtered by uh, accountant and I became an auditor. And I still remember going into the going into the office first time I'd ever been in an office of any description and I was so excited by the financial times on the table and seeing these big glass bottles of water that I was taking pictures and I was sending them to my friends like you'll never guess where I am and it's funny looking back but it also reminds me that I never from the start I didn't really feel like I was supposed to be I was supposed to be in this I was supposed to be in this place and I, I remember finally after finishing the interview I went to um, went out with the other people I'd interviewed with after, and they said, "Did you apply for the big four?" And I remember responding, 
why would I apply for Liverpool, Manchester United, Arsenal? Because that was that's what I thought the big four were that at that time. So I, I was starting from I, I didn't feel like I was starting on an even keel, and I kind of wished that I had some support at that stage. I wish I had access to more professionals. And whilst I'm so happy that I ended up where I am, I've realised that other people may not be so fortunate. So that was the motivation for starting Open Private School. And we started three years ago with seven students. Then we went to 23. And this year we'll be 30. And we've been sponsored by some, some big corporates who are really happy about where we are. Wow, that's really incredible. Um, you know, sitting here today, we have a variety of people watching. And I always say you never know who's watching. These platforms are about getting your voices in the right room as well. So if you had a call to action for, for government and, and industry, what would you ask them to do to help close the opportunity gap? I think that if I was to ask government and industry to do one thing, it would be work together closer so that students who aren't going to be exposed to a professional environment or get the opportunity to meet business professionals and to start thinking about what they can be in the future from a much earlier age. And I think that having those conversations earlier on and breaking down, some, uh, busting some of the myths that are common would mean that more state-educated students will be more likely to feel that uh, professions like accounting can be, can be for them. And if we're looking at state schools, they are predominantly going to have higher numbers of people from underrepresented backgrounds and industry and government want businesses to be more diverse. And if we want businesses to be more diverse, then we really speaking to these students at a much earlier age than I feel we speak to them now. I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and outside of government, government and industry, for anyone sitting on this call, I guess, you know, everyone has joined because they do want to make some form of difference in society. So what would you what would you tell them are small practical steps that they can do in their working environments? Something that something that I try to do within within my environment is I am very passionate about ethnicity for, for obvious reasons and for um, and about social and about social mobility because it's something I connect with. But it's really important for me to, to understand that across most underrepresented groups, we face very similar issues in a lot of respects. And it's impossible for a minority to change things for themselves without the will of the majority. So what I would encourage people to do is something that I'm really trying to do this year, is to spend more time learning about more underrepresented groups that I don't have that natural affinity with. Because whilst I am black and whilst I'm from a low socioeconomic background, I am able-bodied, I'm a male, there are privileges that I have that I need to first understand so that I can first understand the privileges that I have so I can better understand how I can make a difference for those that need it. Thank you so much. Um, I think, you know, the saying goes, if you... If you can't see it, you can't dream it. And it's really evident that you're not only giving people the ability to dream, but actually surrounding them with the tools they need to, to succeed. So really, your work's very inspiring, very important. Um, I hope in the same way you look for other minorities, they find you after this. Yeah. And your work really goes from strength to strength. But we are going to bring you back in the roundtable. I'm sure people have lots of questions for you. So please stick around. Mm -hmm.